Our leaders are going to continue this morning on our discussion on the subject of vision in our last little time together. We saw the importance of seeing the church as Jesus sees her. There needs to be a, a destination of love for the church, a, a love for the fact that Jesus is, going to, is building his church and he can use us. But it's so important we see these things. And that's why we read in Proverbs 29 and verse 18 that where there is no vision, the people just perish or walk round and round and round. And, and sometimes if leaders don't have vision, they just walk round and around doing the same old things without a sense of destination, without a sense of hope and courage. One of the chapters of the Bible that have been of great encourage to me, encouragement to me has been Jeremiah chapter 1 where God calls Jeremiah and tells him that he's got a purpose for him as God has called you and has got a purpose for you. But the, here's the important thing is that God asks Jeremiah, what do you see Jeremiah? And uh, uh, that's the question that I think we need to consider this morning. What do you see? What do you see in terms of, of the calling, and in terms of the church, in terms of your purpose, in terms of the destiny God's, God's, God's got for you? And I believe that it's very important that we spend time with God, that we can see the things that He sees uh, for us, and uh, that these things become clear to us because they will create the destination for, to which we, we can go. And uh, the reality is that there can be no leadership without vision. If we're not seeing things that God has got for us and for the church, we can't take the people anywhere. It's only as we see these things uh, in terms of, of vision uh, from heaven that uh, we're able to uh, impart it to the people and show the people the destination and say, let's go. Uh, God got a, is going ahead for us. Uh, we're able to go in confidence uh, because of, of the promise of the promises that he's given to us. And uh, so there's a little statement that I came across that, that says this, leadership begins when vision emerges. Uh, and uh, uh, throughout uh, secular history as well as, as biblical history, that's true. that's true. Martin Luther King, remember, uh, it just began a, a great turnaround in the United States where he says, I have a vision. He saw something that brought change to a nation. And so it will be for us. That word vision comes from a Greek word called chazik, which means to see. And to see as God sees them. And I, I believe that as, as leaders, we need to have vision in, in various directions. First of all, for our own lives. God has called us. God's got a purpose for us. And, and we need to see that, that's, that it's settled. But also we need to have a vision for the church, both local and universal. Something of Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 22, 23 needs to grip us where we, we see that God has placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that fills everything and in every way. And uh, uh, we need to understand that the church that God has designed us to lead is a church filled with his fullness. And, and, uh, and so we need to have a vision for the church, but also we need to have a vision for people. God has called us as leaders 
not for our own sake, for the sake of people. In Ephesians 4, that God has given us apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip the people for the works of service. And so we need to have a vision that God has placed us there for the sake of others, to lead them into the fullness of, of, of the, the inheritance that God has prepared, prepared for them. Just some practical things concerning vision as we uh, close off this, this short teaching. First of all, remember that vision comes from God. It, doesn't, it can't come out of our personal ambitions or out of our pride or the influence of others. Vision is something that God's got for every believer. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, the Bible says God has prepared good works in advance for all those who are in Christ. And so God's got a vision for you. And uh, we just need to see that and, uh, and, and to gr take hold of what he's called us to. Uh, and then the second thing is we are able to grow in vision. Ephesians 1 uh, and verse 17 onwards just says uh, that we are to ask God for a spirit of wisdom and revelation that we might know him more. But secondly, know the hope to which he's called us. It's very important that we know that hope to which he's called us because that's what real vision is. And then, but thirdly, it also requires a commitment of our hearts to the, to the vision God has called us. I remember how Paul spoke about the vision to which God had called him to. And he said this, I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven. What has God called you to? What is the vision for you, for the church, for the people? What do you see? I'd like us to consider that very carefully. And then in our next session, we're going to be talking a little more about the practical outworking of getting an imparting vision. Amen.